All right, BradCooney.com in association with HCN Networks. It's absolutely honored to have back on the podcast program Fox News Democratic political analyst Rick Unger. Rick, thanks for joining us, buddy. Hey, always a pleasure. Glad to be back with you, Brad. Glad to have you back on. All right, man, big day tomorrow. Um, real big hey, day. This is, this is Christmas Eve for guys like me. Yeah, and me. I'm a political junkie, too. <laughs> um, yeah, this is exciting. Now, it looks like... The polls are saying, you know, that it looks like the Republicans may may go ahead and take control of the Senate. But you never know. Democrats are really good at getting their getting their base out. So you never know. But what are you feeling right now? Which way do you think we're going to go tomorrow? Well, it's it's really hard to feel any way other than to anticipate that this, there ought to be a change in the Senate. I don't know if. Well, first of all, I don't know how much we're going to know at all by the time we all go to bed tomorrow. Right. Because I've never seen so many close races. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that we'll know most of them until Tuesday or Wednesday morning. And then, because of the closeness, if it holds up, you're going to see a lot of uh, recounts. So this is going to drag out a bit. So I think, you know, if, if it really goes in the Republican direction, by Wednesday morning, we may know if the Senate has, has shifted Republican. We may not know, though, until as late as the middle of next January. If they don't get to those seven uh, turned over seats, then you're going to have to wait for what I suspect will be um, uh, runoffs, which will happen, which could happen in Georgia and likely will, and could and likely will happen in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. I think both of those races favor the Republican in a, in a runoff. So it's, it's kind of hard to imagine. As you say, though, you know, the Democrats have this great, uh, or supposedly have this great Obama bill ground game. The question is, have the Republicans learned their lesson and caught up? And you may find that they have. I think one of the advantages the Republicans have this go-round is they have, frankly, better candidates, not, not extreme radical white guys. And I think that's going to help them. I think they have some people that, you know, I don't know if I'd if I go so far as to use the word radical, but they have some fairly extreme right-wing candidates. But, you know, people like Joni Ernst, who I think I might put in that category, but that doesn't mean she's not going to win. That's true. That's true. What they've avoided, what they've avoided, is saying some of the really stupid things that came from two years ago. Yeah, which, 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 you know, extreme right don't really say those things. Um, right. So, all right, let's talk about Louisiana. Mary Landry was in a pretty good fight down there. She's ahead yeah. by some points, but not a lot of points. And like you said, there's an independent in there, and there's a Republican in there. And if it goes through a runoff, you know, it, does, it does look like the Republican has a better shot because they'll probably get those independent votes, no? That's right. And I'll be really, really surprised if it doesn't go to a runoff. I really yeah. will. I, it's hard for me to envision her getting past the 50%. And I think, you know, you, listen, you, you never know what's going to happen in the weeks that follow. But, you know, she's made some mistakes in the past week that haven't helped her. Uh, yeah. I, if I had to put money on it today, I think I'd put money on her, on, on Casey, in the, uh, in the runoff. Do you think the, the, yeah, the, the comment she made about, about the racist thing, um, um, is probably not well advised. Right, right. Um, but it might, I, I, you know, on some level, it may, it may appeal to the base and help get a turnout there. I think where she takes a big risk with that are, are independent of Right, right. Okay, let's talk about uh, Mitch McConnell in Kentucky. It looks like he's, yeah. he's, he's surged a little bit. 
here in the last few days. Um, you think he survives um, that, that race in Kentucky? I, I do, and I think, listen, I, I, in my heart of hearts, I think he was always <laughs> destined to survive. But when Allison Lundgren Grimes uh, did her, her thing on, on not saying who she voted for, that was just a really bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. It did not help. Right, it right. It did not help. I mean, in truth, you're, you're really seeing more errors this time around by Democratic candidates who have not, you know, in some cases haven't run very good campaigns. Mm -hmm. uh, they may not have been as crazy as what we saw from some Republicans a few years ago, but I mean, that was a really big goof. Yeah, it really and was. I have to say, I think all the Democrats have made a mistake in running away so hard from President Obama. Yeah, I was going to ask your thoughts on that because there's not many that are inviting him to come campaign. I think Mary Landra really should have had him come down, myself, in Louisiana. I, you know, it's, it's not even a matter of, if, if you don't want the president to come down because, you know, it's not the first time we've seen politicians make that calculation, but it went further than that. It really did. Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen debates where Republican candidates were getting away with just saying Obama, 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 mm -hmm. never offering up any ideas of their own, just saying Obama. Now, it may very well turn out to be effective, but a large reason that it's going to be effective is because you never had any of these Democrats standing up and saying, you know what? You may think you don't like what I'm saying here, and you may think Obamacare was the worst thing since whatever, but I'm here to tell you, I'm standing up for my vote there. I think I did the right thing, and I think that you're going to see that we did the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, and if it costs me the election, that's tough, because I'm going to stand up for my conviction. Mm. That wins more votes than it loses, even from people who don't agree with you. All right. And getting back to Louisiana, getting back to Louisiana, I think the, if the president would have campaigned for her, helped her, because she she's really going to need her base to get out if this thing goes to a runoff, um, to, to to absorb some of those votes that the, that the independent voters will go towards Republican. I think if President Obama came down in Louisiana, he could have really helped her get more of those Democrats out. Maybe look, I mean, he's, he's an unpopular president. There's there's no question about that right now. And so, your average everyday run of the mill politician gets frightened by that. But you know, I still say that character more than anything else counts in these elections. And you'd be amazed how many people will vote for you if they see character, sure. even if they disagree with you. Stick to your convictions. Yeah, yeah. and none of them did it. No. Now, now, let me get your thoughts on this, Rick. But, but when you look at this thing, when you look at the president's approval rating, when most of them have him around 43, 44% in that area, um, you, would, you would think, and of course with the history of midterms, it usually, it usually doesn't bode well for, this, for a second-term president. So, so the thing is, the Republicans really need to be careful with, with, with dance, dancing too hard because they should be like crushing Democrats in these races, and then they're really not. Um, That's right. It's a lot closer than it than it really should be. So, give me your thoughts on that. Well, a couple of things. I I really think if we see any sort of a wave tomorrow, and I'm not necessarily convinced that we will, it's not going to be about a Republican wave like we saw in 2010. Right. It's going to be about an anti-incumbent wave. Yeah. Uh, I think you'll see cases where some Republicans are tossed out and, and Democrats come in uh, because the Republican was the incumbent and kicked off 
Uh, and then you're going to see, obviously, the opposite in, in more situations like this, back where Democrats are kicked out and come. This is, I think people are fed up. Well, we all know that. You know, there's no, there's no great punditry in saying everybody's kicked off, that government can't get anything done. Yeah, both sides. And, and, yeah, and they're voting it. They're voting it. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't blame them. I really don't. Um, I think in some cases they may be blaming one side more than the other. They should, maybe not. But, you know, they feel the way that they feel. You know, I've also been amazed by how little the Democratic candidates have spoken up loudly for an improving economy. Yeah, I get that a lot of people go, hey, that's swell. I see the numbers. Yes, they're much better, but I'm not feeling it. Well, you know, this this was a mistake that President Obama made way back in the beginning, and the Democrats are suffering for it today, as is he. He, he would have done himself a huge favor if on, you know, on, on, on the third week of his, his first term, he said, guys, I've now gotten into this. I've now had access to all the information. We're going to get better. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take a really long time. And when some, and when some uh, reporter said, to, well, define long time, Mr. President, if I were his writer, I would have said, I'll be really happy if we've gotten the economy firing again by the time I finish my second term or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you set the expectation there, you take yourself off the hook, and you get yourself eight years, and when it starts to get better, you look good. Yeah. Especially if it gets better, you know, before the eight years. That was a critical mistake, um, and, and it would have been an honest thing for him to say. And I think that Democrats would have benefited from that because they could have said, look, you know, he told you how long this was going to take. That's how messed up this was. We've done everything possible to move it along. One, it is getting better, so, you know, he's kind of on track. And two, imagine how much faster we couldn't have gotten better if Republicans hadn't obstructed everything we tried to do. That would have been a winning campaign message. Hmm. You know, they didn't make it. When you look at the unemployment rate, I think it's what five five point six or five point eight. Now it's a little higher than that. It's more like six. Oh, is it six now? Maybe it's even lower. Maybe it is five point eight. I think it's yeah. I think it's high five point nine or something like that. But that doesn't satisfy anybody. Well, the thing is, you know, of course, Republicans are going to say a lot of people left the workforce. But with that said, with that said, it's still regardless of how you got there. As far as getting votes goes, though, what counts? You know, I agree with you. I think they should have ran with that. Some of these, some of these candidates. Yeah. Um, First of all, as much as Republicans may say it, and there is some truth to it, by the way. I'll, I'll there say is, that. there is. But you know what? If you campaign on five point eight unemployment, not bad. I think you know most right. of the people out there don't know about about the other side of that story. Yep. and I think it would have it would have worked. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it just speaks to how bad these Democratic campaigns were. They were so so committed to running against Obama that they really hung themselves. Wow. All right. What about New Hampshire? Does Scott Brown got a shot up there? Is he, he going to pull that off? Got a shot. I don't think he pulls it off. Huh. All right. That shot, it's close, but I don't think he does. And I don't think he does because of the carpetbagger thing. You don't? And, you know, every, whenever I say that, people go, no, nah, he's not a carpetbagger. Everybody in, in uh, New Hampshire views themselves as a suburb of Boston, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And I don't, 
buy that. I don't buy that everybody up there views him that way. And everybody up there can see that he first, he didn't come there to run for Senate the first time he wanted to be a senator. He ran for Massachusetts. He won and then he lost. And the only reason he didn't run again is because he knew he'd lose. So he went to New Hampshire. I don't think that people there at the end of the day are going to be okay with that. Okay. All right. What- I think he'll lose. What about Iowa and Alaska? Where, where, where are we going with those? Iowa is fascinating. It really, yeah, it really is. is. <clears throat> yeah, you've got you've got this what I would normally call an outlier poll uh, that the Des Moines Register did that showed Joni Ernst up seven percent yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, the weird thing about it is that poll is considered the gold standard poll in mm-hmm. Iowa. So normally you'd go, hey, they tend to be right. So wow, did she jump ahead? The problem is, is that every other poll, including the new one out today, shows it way closer, like one point. Yeah. So I don't know what to make of that. I mean, that's going to be one of those things we'll see when we see it. If I had to bet money, I think Ernst probably wins it. Uh, and that's as much the result of Braley running an absolutely terrible campaign. Again, you talk about stupid things that are said. The day he spoke at that uh, lawyers' convention in Dallas, oh, yeah. he made fun of the idea of, of, of Senator Grassley being on the uh, Judiciary Committee because he's a farmer, not a lawyer. Yeah. You don't make fun of farmers yeah. in, in, in Iowa. You just don't do that. <laughs> um, that was really, really, I mean, that was really kind of the stupid of some of the things we heard. So making fun of like 80% of the population. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, and they haven't forgotten it. Yeah, that was bad. And I don't blame them. Right, no, of course not. All right, so let's fast forward and say the Republicans do take control of the Senate. What kind of relationship does Mitch McConnell and Barack Obama, the president, have uh, how do you think that thing's going to work out? It's going to be as bad as it's been so far. Listen, I mean, for guys like me who, who write about and talk about this stuff for a living, I think I'm in for a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. You know, what, what, what people got to focus on is what's really going to happen here. First of all, you're going to have a Senate now under the control of the Republicans where you're going to have all of these factions within the Republican Party fighting each other. you got the Ted Cruz's who are going to be banging heads with the Rand Pauls, who's going to be banging heads with the more establishment Republicans. You're going to have a Joni Ernst who's going to get a lot of attention, not only because of the side of the party she represents, but she's from Iowa. Mm-hmm. What's more important than yeah, Iowa going huge. into a presidential uh, election? You're in line. That's huge. So you're going to have some some real clashes there. Now factor into it the clashes we already know go on in the House of Representatives within the Republican Party, and just imagine trying to reconcile the Senate and the House Republicans. It's going to be a mess. The only way that the Republicans gain from getting control of the Senate, and theoretically it's possible, is that they actually show that they can govern more effectively than we've been governed. That they can push Obama into a position where he has to compromise and agree on some of their legislation. Problem is, because they're now thinking about the 2016 election, you watch every bit of legislation Republican sponsored, as it will all be, that comes out of Congress is going to be trying to further the agenda of the party, understandably, but it's going to come with a little trick. 
they know that the president will veto anything that simply furthers the position of the agenda of the Republican Party, they're going to bury in every single one of these bills something that makes the president look really, really bad if, if he vetoes it. So, you know, here you can do, here's, here's a bill to repeal Obamacare. Also in the bill is uh, with, with taking away all money, all welfare money from anybody who's poor. Now, how do you, <laughs> or, or no, it's going to be giving money to, to welfare recipients. So now for Obama to, to veto the bill as it pertains to, to killing Obamacare, he's got to veto giving more money to, to poor people. We're all going to be loaded like that, to, uh, you know, and set up to embarrass Obama, which they think will carry over beneficially into 2016. But, 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 but the president could do the same thing. He he can he can kick back bills and and, and say, you know, I'll, I'll sign this, but you need to add, you know, add something that's yeah. that's a plus for for what the Democrats want. He can uh, he can do that, but when you see the commercials in the 2016 election. They'll only be highlighting what he vetoed, yeah, not what he came true. back and said, if he'll do this. Hey, there's a report I read. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you've heard the same thing. I don't know how much validity this has, but um, I read, and I, I wish I could remember what the, what the who the source was, but I read somewhere that there's a little buzz amongst some of the higher-ranking Democrats that if the Democrats were to retain control of the Senate, that there's some there's some buzz about people not being real happy with Harry Reid um, and his style of, of governing. Have you, have, you, have you heard anything about that? Because there, there's a buzz out there that was, I wish, and a heck, I can't remember even remember which Democrat said it. But there I, be, I can't say that I've heard it, but it would be a pretty good campaign boy because the one thing that you can hear everywhere is people don't get, or, you know, people out there voting don't typically get a like Harry Reid. I've never quite understood him, by the way. I've never quite understood why he is the majority leader. I can only presume he's a, a masterful tactician. And, by the way, is Mitch McConnell, very skilled tactician. Right, right. Um, so I don't know. I don't think it's going to be an issue because I don't think he's going to be the majority leader anymore. I think the more interesting question is will Mitch McConnell, although I believe he'll be returned to the Senate, will he necessarily be the majority leader? Yeah. Who do you think? Yeah, who do you th who do you think of some other names would would be instead of him? I don't know. You know, I, I to be perfectly honest, I haven't thought about it. Interesting, interesting point that you bring up. Yeah, yeah. McConnell's got some enemies. There's no question. There's some people that dislike his style too. He does. Now, I mean, the odds of it happening are slim because you're going to have a lot of his fellow Republicans who have been there with him for a long time, who are going to feel pretty crappy about taking the leadership away from him when he finally wins the majority. Hmm. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. All right, will McConnell move to repeal Obamacare uh, if they get control? If he does, it will be a huge mistake. Uh, there are many who think that that will be the first bill passed by the House and the Senate and sent to the president, but, you know, all Obviously. that's going to telegraph. If they do that, uh, you can expect an instant article from me saying, what happened to this brand new, we're going to save the country Republican agenda? They're going back and starting off by passing a bill that the House has passed 40-some times already, knowing that it's just going to get blown away. So I will view that as, as a, you know, a sign that they 
have no intention to use their majority to get things done. And here, here, here's why I think it's a mistake, and I'm a Republican. I think until you have a plan that's better than Obamacare that you've presented to your constituents and, and, and people across the country, you, you can't. You better not do something like that. I well, mean, that presumes something. That presumes that you know when you really get down to it, a lot of people aren't going to want to lose what they get in Obamacare. I'm not sure. You know, it's so hard to tell. You know, with all the BS out there, uh, I know what you know the good parts of Obamacare are, and what the questionable parts are, and what the troubling parts are. Um, so that only works if people are going, yeah, this is better than what I had, but not as good as what I'd like. Mm -hmm. The reality is the Republicans don't have a plan. That's, that's my point. never had a plan. And, they, and there's a reason for that. All the things they complain about, nobody, you know, I always go back to the issue of um, pre-existing conditions when I try and get people to understand what's really going on here. There is no other way that humanity has ever devised to be able to cover people in a private insurance plan who have pre-existing conditions if you don't mandate that everybody have it. There's just no way that you can maintain the pool at 80 healthy to 20 unhealthy, which is what you have to do for an insurance pool to work. It can't be done. Now, the, the comeback to that is always, well, why don't we just, you know, have these state-operated... That's what Rand Paul uh, wants to do. Plans. Yeah, the only problem is, is that you can go and see them right now. It's not a new concept. Almost every state has that, and they have been absolute, complete, abject failures. They end up costing more than private insurance. You usually run a three- to five-year waiting list to get on. The insurance coverage is not very good, and as I say, it costs a lot more. So that, you know, that may sound good. But when people go there and, and find out what it is, if they're suckered into something like this, they're going to be really, really sorry. I tried to get on the California pool. I did because uh, I am virtually uninsurable. I pay a ridiculous amount of money for my insurance. And i got to tell you, I would have had to have waited three years. Wow. To get wow. on it. So while it may sound good, the reason that you don't see Republicans pushing it hard is they know how it really works out and that it's going to be a real problem to them down the road if they push people in that direction. So there is no other answer to it. And they can't come up with another answer to it, and they don't want to take that away. There are a few things that we know everybody likes about Obamacare. They like it. They have a pre-existing condition. They can still get covered. They like they can keep their kids on the policy to 26. There's certain things that they really like. Now, they may be offended by some other things. I understand. But the only way the Republicans can come up with an alternate plan is to maintain the things that people now like and find a better way. Well, the truth is, no one's ever found a better way on that issue. We will see. All right, so what about amnesty? Will the president break out his pen and and sign an amnesty bill? All indications are yes. Um, I'm not personally convinced it's such a terrific idea. Um, and, you know, what could change that way of thinking could be the results of the election. I know that he wanted to do it earlier and then put it off to see how the election turned out. Hard to say how it will impact on him. Why, why don't, big question. Mark. What is your concern as a Democrat? What is your concern well, if he does do it? Well, you know, before.
more I'm a Democrat, I'm a constitutional believing, respecting American. Uh, and I think point. that what he's proposed um, with respect to immigration, doing it by executive order, might just be a step too far and not something he should do. I'd love there to be an immigration reform bill, but I don't know that that's the way to do it. Would that? Would that? Do you think if he does it, and, and with the fact that the if the, if the Republicans do win control of the Senate and the, and the Congress? Uh, does the big impeachment word make any any more seriousness to that? If 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 he does if, this amnesty thing, stupid. if they're stupid, I mean, I think it would be much smarter to try and find a way to challenge it in court yeah. as exceeding presidential authority. But exceeding presidential authority like that would not necessarily even count as a high crime or a misdemeanor. Right. Not that that would necessarily matter uh, if they want to try and kick him out, but boy, I think that would uh, seal their fate for a long time to come. And I think that they know it. I think the Republicans know that that's not a very good idea. Hmm. Whatever, whatever happened to the lawsuit that Boehner brought up uh, against the president? That kind of went away. Well, not yet. I mean, it hasn't entirely gone away. He's, what's happened is there was a lawyer who took the case on and then bailed out. So they went to another law firm. They took it on, and then they bailed out. So he can't seem to find a lawyer who's willing to take this case. Um, I don't know what their reasons for it are. It's not a good case. It's not going to be successful. It's a stunt. Uh, but I think now with the latest thing that I've heard is he's going to use in-house lawyers inside Congress to do it. Hmm. All right. Waste the time and money. All right. Um, well, the last thing I got. What 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 surprises do you think are going to happen tomorrow night? Any big surprises you think that they may come up? The one the one that I think might. You know, you're looking. I'm always looking for where you can see some interesting things. Colorado. Uh, yeah. Colorado has the Republican up by a few points over Senator Udall, uh, who ran another bad campaign. But, you know, there's a history there of the polling organizations doing a particularly bad job of polling Latinos. Hmm. And I have a funny feeling that the Latinos are going to pull this out for the Democratic candidate there, and that'll be something of a surprise. Yeah. Um, and you know, beyond that, it's really hard to call surprises because if you're using polling as the basis of forming your opinion, they're all so close mm -hmm. that you don't know what to be surprised by. You know, I, I can't look at a race that there's a one or one and a half point difference and say I'd be surprised by either outcome. You know, the vice president today said he thinks the Democrats are actually going to pull this off. And so did uh, the, the Schultz. Uh, she also, of course, that's her job yeah, to say I it. I think but, they have to say yeah, it. Yeah, that's her okay. job to say it. Um, but you know what? If the Republicans lose this thing, it could oh, be man. decades and decades before they can ever win something like this again. I mean, obviously, that would be the surprise of all surprises. If they were to somehow fail to take the Senate. Oh, man. Uh, oh, just, just. Catastrophic. Catastrophic for the GOP. All right. The thing that would come of that is we'd, we'd probably see Wink's Priebus going away, which oh, is yeah. right for all of us. Yeah. I think Carl Rove. Well, let me shut up because you you guys both work for Fox. All right, man. I, <laughs> Rick, I appreciate you coming on, man. Always a pleasure talking to you, man. I really appreciate Good your time. Back to you, man.